This is an audio-only version of the video series broadcast on YouTube. If you want to experience Me, Myself, and Die as it was originally intended, search for Me, Myself, and Die on YouTube, Facebook, or Rumble. Or go to www.memyselfanddie.com. All of the show's playlists, social media links, and other material can be found there. And now, Me, Myself, and Die. But I'm going to ask the fake chart... Uh, is the pirate able to ascertain the danger and leap out of the way or save himself before this happens? I just gave him a, I just painted him a mini and um, he might be dead. We'll see. Well, hello and welcome back to Season 3 of Me, Myself and I. I am, as always, your intrepid GM, host and player, Trevor DeVal. Thanks so much for watching, and if you do enjoy what you see today, please do hit like and subscribe. And if you want to help support the show, you can do so on Patreon, the link of which is in the description box below. Also, if you're interested in understanding the backstory of Edbert, I do encourage you to go back and watch Season 1, because there is where all the magic happens. So if you want to see the origins of Edbert, uh, go back and check out Season 1 uh, linked uh, above somewhere above. When last we were with Edbert, he found himself on a beach, alone, unarmed, unarmored, and with no memory of how he got there. Uh, we determined that there was another boat on the beach that he did not arrive on, but there was a ship in the harbor and a bunch of pirates came on board chasing some fugitive, apparently, who was on uh, that little boat. Edbert got in a fight with one of the pirates, bested him in combat, and basically took him at sword point into the jungle to try and get some answers as to where he is and what is going on. But before we get on with the show, there's a few little things I need to do. First of all, advancement points, which is experience points for those of you who are familiar with D&D or any of that kind of stuff. This is how you advance your character. Typically, a session of Dominion rules gets you between 8 and 12 advancement points. I'm just going to round it out and say 12. Because the game is based on a D12, I'm going to give him 12 points. So um, what I'm going to do is... I'm not going to get into the weeds of how you actually do the advancement. That is all in the uh, Dominion Rules book. You can look for yourself. But basically, I'm going to spend all 12 points to increase his Persuade from 3 to 4, his Intimidate from 5 to 6, and lastly, his Stealth from 4 to 5, which leaves him with only one spare AP, which he had from before. The reason why you want to keep spare APs is, is to spend on luck. We may see how luck works in this session, possibly, and if so, you'll see how it works. Uh, you will see it eventually. I'm sure it will come up. Basically, it's a trade-off between spending APs on advancing your character or getting lucky and hoping to survive what's coming. Couple other little housekeeping things as well. I need to change, or rather add to, our list because it occurs to me that the character that was in the boat that the pirates chased and killed could be important. So I'm just going to add that person as a as an NPC on the on the character list even though they're dead, they still could be important so I'm just going to put dead stowaway. And also I'm going to add a thread about the pirates being on the island because last time I said that Edward's not particularly interested and he's not, but uh, anything could change and I I think that them being on the island might play into why he's on the island, but I'm not sure. I just want to keep that as an option, so I'm going to add that as a thread. Why are the pirates here? Okay, our chaos factor is at six. We have updated our threads and our characters and such, so the first thing we're going to do is roll a handy-dandy d10 and see if our setup scene, which is 
Edbert descends into the jungle with his captive being chased. Is that scene altered or interrupted? Our chaos factor is at six. I roll a d10 and I get a four. A four means, yes, in fact, it is interrupted by a random event. What is the focus of the random event? As Edbert and his captive are hustling into the jungle, being pursued by three pirates who know that something untoward has befallen their shipmate. What is the focus of the random event? Zero six. It's a remote event. A remote event. Something that happens way, way out there. <laughs> Something important has happened that bears on the adventure, but the PCs were not present when the event occurred. They only learn about it remotely. What is the action subject? 63. Ambush. 22. Doubles don't mean anything rolling on these tables. Ambush of energy. Ambush of energy. It's a remote event. Oh, you know what I think it is? There's a reason why this jungle is feared by the pirates. And I think that ambush of energy, remote event. I think that Edbert and this pirate, who's... We're going to have to come up with a name for him. I think there's something still dangerous in the area, but I'm not exactly sure what that is. So, Edbert and this pirate are making their way through the jungle when... They come across something. So here's the question. Is it a dead animal? Is it a dead animal they come across? 39, very likely, is a yes answer. So they come across the carcass of an animal. Something you'd find in a jungle. So, I don't know, maybe like a cat of some sort. Maybe some sort of like a leopard or panther or something like that. They come across the carcass of the panther. And I think that the panther is recently killed. Whatever power or evil or danger is in this jungle killed that panther. Ambush, it, it implies that the danger is still somehow near, even though it was a remote event. So whatever killed that panther is nearby, okay? So here's the thing, they go up to it. Right away, I think the pirate basically stops because Edward's leading him by the sword. Up ahead, there is something in the brush. And Edward kind of goes up, has a closer look, and he can see that there's this carcass of this panther. Now, a panther is a pretty formidable foe, especially in the jungle. That means that whatever killed it has to be even more formidable, which is scary. So here's the thing. Is the panther ripped limb from limb? Mm, I don't know. Let's call it 50-50. Uh, 65% chance of a yes. It is not ripped limb from limb, which means it was killed some other way. Action and subject... Uh, 24, dessert, or desert, depending on the context, and 09, dessert evil. We know that there's some sort of ambush potentially here, uh, dessert of evil. The power that is in this jungle is not inherently evil, it's just some natural force. Okay, is it a monster? I don't know. We know the panther was not ripped limb from limb, so it's possibly not a monster. I think it's actually unlikely it's a monster. Here we go, Chaos Factor 6. Is it a monster? No, it is not a monster, which means the force in the jungle, it's a force of nature, or something, maybe magic, who knows. Oh, is it something as simple as poison? Is it basically, is this whole jungle basically home to some sort of um, really virulent uh, disease or like a contact poison or something? The panther would have known better than to come near the poisonous plant. Now let's, let's ask the chart. Is it some sort of poison plant or something that occurs naturally in the jungle that maybe kills you really horribly? Like it, it's like some sort of acidic poison that like eats you from the inside out. That's kind of cool and awful. Yeah, maybe this panther stepped in it or ate the wrong thing or something. And, and so the panther's guts are kind of hanging out from this acid. We'll see. We'll see. 
I kind of like that actually. Let's call that somewhat likely on Chaos Factor 6. Is it some sort of plan? Zero six extreme yes, which means Okay, I know exactly what this means. As Edward goes up to this panther, you can see its entire gut has been eaten away by this, this poison, this kind of acid kind of stuff. Uh, it's, it's just obviously this panther ate the wrong thing or got too close to a plant or something like that. As our pirate is kind of stepping back in horror, looking at the, as Edward is sort of poking the, the carcass of this panther, our pirate accidentally steps in this acidic poisonous kind of plant and it immediately begins to attack him. So here's the thing. Uh, uh, he doesn't have stats, so I'm not going to roll this out for the pirate, but I'm going to ask the fake chart. Uh, is the pirate able to ascertain the danger and leap out of the way or save himself before this happens? I just gave him a, I just painted him a mini and um, he might be dead. We'll see. The pirate knows this jungle is dangerous. Does he know it's the poison? Eh, I think that the pirates would have heard that this jungle is like alive and that it, 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 the jungle literally eats those who come into it. So I don't think he knows the exact details of it, but he knows that they probably presume it's a monster. We know better. <laughs> it's not a monster, but he does step in this horrible, poisonous, sort of acidic causing plant thing. Is he able to see the danger in time and leap out of the way or is it going to fall to our hero, Edbert? I think it's uh, unlikely that our pirate sees this danger for himself. 50% chance. 05 is extreme, yes! Not only does he see the danger, but he immediately spins around, sees it, and as he looks back to Edbert, he sees that Edbert himself is about to step in a patch of this, this sort of black, mottled, gray and green patch of plants. Extreme yes means that he got himself out of danger, but would he... Why, why would he want to save Edbert? Is he that kind of guy? Is he the kind of guy that would save someone? I mean, he's a pirate, but that doesn't necessarily mean him. So he's some sort of, yeah, I'm terrible and a murderer and all that awful stuff. I know how to answer this. Let us go to Une, the universal NPC emulator, and see what this guy is all about. Because if it turns out that this guy actually has some justifiable reason for saving Edbert, he will do so with this extreme yes. And if he doesn't, then Edbert is going to be on his own. And if he survives, he's probably not going to be too happy with our pirate friend. So let's go to Une, the universal NPC emulator. This is a supplement I use. And of course, the link to the drive through RPG store for this is in the description below. Let's find out some sort of description of him. What is he like? 26. Wicked. Oh, so he's a wicked... Okay, well that's not good for Edbert. So he is a murderer. He is all the bad piratey things. Uh, he just got caught unawares by Edbert in the previous fight and now is scared for his life basically, so I think just based on that alone it's very likely he's going to let Edbert step in that thing. Ooh, that's gonna be really bad. But let's just find out. Let's get a little uh, motivation verb and noun for this pirate. What does he want? What does he want in this life? He wants to comprehend, to comprehend love. <laughs> he's out looking for love, but I don't think he's gonna find it here. Maybe that'll never come into play, I'm not sure, but the point is he is wicked, and even though he's comprehending love, that has nothing to do with Edbert. He does not leap at Edbert to save him, but in fact, he sees Edbert about to step into this thing and realizes that Edbert's about to do this thing, which is, of course, is the pirate's chance to get out of here. So, here's the question. Is Edbert able to spot this thing in time? Oh boy, well, he's got an alertness of five and a survival of four. I'm gonna give him the alertness. Here's the thing, if he steps in this thing, it's gonna be really bad. So I am going to spend his luck 
Haha, I told you this might happen. He's gonna spend his lone spare AP on a luck roll, which basically adds his luck score to any roll in the round that we're not in combat here. But uh, so, in fact, his alertness is eight. He's gotta get eight or less on this roll. <laughs> He just does it. Thank goodness I spent that luck. So Edbert is about to step back. He sees the pirates sort of leap out of the way. That catches Edbert's eye. And he, as, as Edbert turns to him, he sees right below him there is this patch, again, mottled gray-green stuff. And sure enough, he can see that there's paw prints of the panther in the earth and uh, brush and uh, lichen and stuff around uh, where the carcass is. And he, he can see that the panther now... Uh, he can see that there's a couple of model leaves that are sort of um, on, on the paws of the panther and also maybe some sticking out of its mouth, so he immediately puts it together that, that this plant is responsible for killing that panther. He immediately stops and extricates himself from the patchwork of plant life. The pirate sees Edbert see this and kind of silently curses to himself because, of course, this could have been his way out. But, um, alas, it is not. So, Edbert turns to the pirate, having no idea that this had been going on in the pirate's mind, and says, You'd better watch yourself. I think there's something wrong with the plants around here. Yes, I uh, agree. And they continue on. So, we've learned a little thing. We've learned a little something about our pirate. You know what? I hate continuously calling him the pirate captive, so let us go to Xanathar's Guide to Everything and let us give him a name. I have established that he is a sort of Spanish kind of guy. What is his name? His name is... Carlos. Carlos the pirate who is... who is uh, trying to comprehend love. <laughs> they continue into the jungle. Now, they are being chased currently by these three other pirates, and we'll have to determine what happens with them as Edbert is prodding Carlos ahead through the jungle with his sword, constantly looking back over his shoulder, suspecting that perhaps those other pirates might be uh, uh, after him. I think he once again engages in, in some uh, conversation with Carlos, trying to, trying to get some more information. Well, here's the thing. He discovered last time that the islands are called the Serpent's Teeth. Does Edbert know enough about geography or, you know, he was a soldier once. Maybe he served on a campaign down here. Maybe he's more familiar with this area than we think. Let's find out. This gives us a 50% chance of a yes. Ooh, just barely. So, Edbert does know where he is in the world because of the uh, name of the Serpent's Teeth. He hasn't served down here because it's not an extreme yes. I don't think he's actually spent any time down here. But he is aware of it. Now he can orientate himself on the map, so to speak. The Serpent's Teeth Island are miles and miles and miles and miles south of Hundatora, which is the coastal city uh, from season one. We're in the tropics here, and Hundatora was more of your, you know, sort of uh, Western Europe kind of thing, so it's quite a distance. Edbert still has no idea how he got here, though. He would have seen the captive leap out of the boat and the pirates go after him. That guy in the boat that uh, your shipmates there were chasing. Who was that? That's a good question. Who was that? 56. Usurp. 96. Usurp the public. Yeah, he tried to start a mutiny. He was a... <laughs> he was a pirate that tried to start a mutiny on the drunken ghoul, but failed and escaped on board uh, the ship. Somehow he, he commandeered one of the lifeboats, one of the, the 
penises. That would explain why the pirates went after him. <laughs> so it's possible that the captain uh, on the ship wanted this guy alive, but um, probably not considering that the pirates made short, short work of him. So whoever that was, the mutineer, he did. Let's give that mutineer a random name. Not necessarily a Spanish name, just, just a regular old male name from this table. And the mutineer's name was 82. Somerville. There was a man on board our ship who tried to mutiny against the captain. His name was Somerville. He escaped, and we were ordered to go after him. So, you're on this island to go after him. It's got nothing to do with me. My friend, I have no idea who you are or what you are doing here. But we came here to pursue a mutineer. What's your name? My name is Carlos. And to whom do I have the honor of being captured by? Edbert is my name. But you can call me sir. What rank was Carlos? Was he, was he high? I, I suspect he probably was like maybe a bosun or something like that because the other three pirates did go after him. I don't think he's just some guy. I think his, I think his rank was probably fairly high. Let's ask, let's ask the chart. It's a near sure thing that he had some decent rank. 90 is, uh, is not an extreme yes. So yes. Oh, let's see, he was the navigator. Yeah, that's kind of cool. So he's very valuable to the to the crew. That's the reason why the rest of them immediately, when they saw he was missing from the, the beach, they went after him, because they kind of need him to sail the ship, which actually works in uh, work, works in Edbert's advantage. Well, Sir Edbert, just sir, you should know that my shipmates from the Drunken Ghoul will not allow me to go missing into the jungle like this. They will be coming after me. And when they see that you have uh, captured me, they will stop at nothing to retrieve me. You would be well within wisdom to let me go. I told you already, I'm not letting you go until I find out where I am. I have already told you where you are. I need to know how I got here. That is beyond my ability to inform you. Surely you can see that I am of no use to you anymore. Hmm. You might be of use to me after all. I'm giving you a new name. Bargaining chip. What are you saying? I'm saying shut your noise. And he grabs Carlos. You know, he I think he, he he puts the sword kind of like right to his neck kind of thing, or hold he comes behind him with the sword right at his neck like this. They hide in, in the in the in the in the jungle. Waiting. Well, we know that um these three fellas are crashing through the brush. So here's the thing, are they able to successfully track their comrade? In fact, I'm not gonna roll because the guy was bleeding and, and you know, we'll say that one of them was somewhat somewhat decent tracker. So it's just a matter of time before they do come across this area. And I think as they come in here, it's going to be time for Edbert to make a stealth roll. He's hiding in the brush and in the uh, bracken and such like this. He's got the sword to Carlos's throat and he says, well, I don't think I need to tell you not to make a peep. He kind of presses the blade up against his throat. Yeah, I understand. These guys come crashing through the brush. Is Edbert able to get the drop on them, basically? His stealth, his improved stealth, is now five. He's going to get the plus three from all the dense foliage, so this is eight or more. And right on the button, he rolls an eight. So as these guys are coming in, the question is, do they see Edbert before Edbert sees them. I'm going to give them an alertness roll. I'm going to give them a skill of five. Oh, 12 is an automatic failure. They do not see him at all. And I think that allows Edbert to really get the tactical advantage on these guys. 
They come to this little area here, really, really thick jungle. The the, the, the cries of uh, strange birds and animals up in the in the canopy uh, permeate the entire area as the the sunlight kind of uh, mottled and uh, and and dampened filters down from above. These pirates come crashing through the brush. They've totally failed their alertness checks. They have no idea Edward is there at all. And as they pass, Edward lays low. He doesn't want them to see him. Here's a question: Does Carlos? make a sound. I don't think he does because Edward is pretty he's already demonstrated his bloodthirsty ways. I think Carlos knows that if he says anything he's dead. So you know what? There's a chance though. There's a chance that Carlos does something to try and gain their attention. I'm going to call this impossible which gives it a 10% chance of yes. Does Carlos do anything? 53? No, he does not. So Carlos remains quiet as the blade is pressed by his throat. These guys go running off in the jungle still looking for their friend. They would have been following the trail, so it's very likely that Edbert actually backtracked a bit, so these guys still have a blood trail to follow, and I think that's exactly what happens. As soon as they are gone at a safe distance, Edbert grabs Carlos and begins to move backwards. Where are you taking me now? Easy, navigator. Back to the boat. They crash back through the jungle and emerge on the beach where the boat uh, is lying in wait. He leads Carlos over to the other boat where the mutineer was hiding, and he looks inside the supplies that were there, and I think it's a good bet that there's some sort of axe there, because there were supplies there and there were weapons he could use. And I think he takes the axe and he begins chopping a series of holes in the hull of the of the boat. He probably like, you know, lashes Carlos up to the to the tree with some rope or something like that so he can't get away, and begins to sabotage the other boat. Carlos says, what are you doing? Why are you wasting your time with that? I don't want your friends coming after us. Coming after us? What do you mean? It means, Mr. Navigator, that you are going home. Except this time, you're taking me with you. After he sabotages the other boat, him and Carlos leap into the smaller boat. Edbert has decided that his best bet of getting off this island is with his new bargaining chip, the Navigator of the Drunken Ghoul, which he is betting that the captain of this vessel will very much want to keep alive. And so, forcing Carlos to row, the two of them push off the beach and move towards the Drunken Ghoul, sitting at anchor in the harbor right now under the tropical sun as it beats down upon the waves. Okay, that brings us to the end of that scene. New characters will adjust the first uh, set of characters to be Pirates of the Drunken Ghoul. We do know that there's a captain as well. I should have done this last time, but that's okay. Captain Ero Nicola. Nicola? Nicola? Not really sure how to pronounce that. Is there new threads? Yeah, well, we know why the pirates are here. They were there to go after the mutineers, so we can cross that thread off the list. None of the other threads are resolved. Were there new threads that came up? I don't think so, because Edward going off to this boat is more in line with the first thread of discovering why he's here, what happened, the whole bit. So the chaos factor, was Edbert more or less in control? This time I think he was mostly in control. So chaos factor is gonna go back down to five. The scene set up for the next scene is Edbert and Carlos row out to the drunken ghoul to bargain his way onto the ship. It is a desperate ploy, but Edbert thinks that 
by negotiating with the captain, he might be able to find out some more information and possibly get passage on this ship to go somewhere useful because he's not going to be able to do it in this tiny little boat. So that's going to be the opening of our next scene, which we will be doing next time on the next episode of Me, Myself, and I. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, if you do enjoy the show, please do hit like and subscribe. And if you want to help support the show, you can do so either by using the drive through RPG links in the description box below or becoming a patron uh, also in the links below. Thank you so much, and we will see you next time on Me, Myself, and Die.